guys. Wow, it's been two weeks too long since I've had a little one-on-one chit-chat with you guys. I hope you all have enjoyed the guest episodes that we've had of 2023 so far. Don't worry, there's plenty of great guests planned for the rest of this year. Next week will be an episode with my bestie girl, Lily. You know her, you love her, you're going to laugh with her next week. It's a really fun episode. But today... We're going to get a little vulnerable. We're going to get a little in touch with our emotions today because I want to talk about something that I know a lot of us are struggling with right now, which is the idea of feeling like you're in what we consider a quarter life crisis. And as I say that, I'm telling myself that sounds so dramatic, but I think it's true. And I made a video on TikTok about this not too long ago, a couple days ago, just about how your idea of fun changing and evolving in your 20s is a really difficult thing to navigate, not only with your friendships, but with your relationships and with yourself. And I kind of concluded that I think your idea of fun changing is a big reason why you feel this sense of a quarter life crisis. So I wanted to talk about that today, how we shouldn't feel guilty for our idea of fun changing and basically just kind of how to navigate that. And forewarning, you guys, I don't have a roadmap for you. I don't have all the answers for you because guess what? I'm dealing with it too. But I think that talking through it, I don't know, makes it, I guess, a little less lonely in some aspect. So let me share this very official Google definition. I said, what's a quarter life crisis? And sevensummitpathways.com says it's a period of uncertainty, stress, and deep soul searching that many young people experience as they embark on a new chapter in life. Transitions are overwhelming. It's not uncommon for those in their 20s and 30s to encounter a quarter life crisis. So you guys may remember that a couple months ago, I think like around the fall of last year, I made an episode saying I feel so lost and I feel so unfulfilled in my life right now and I feel like I have no direction. I'm so confused on who I am. I'm so confused on what my goals are, what I enjoy doing. And I truly think that in that moment, I was having a little bit of a quarter life crisis and I'm still kind of in it. How long do these things last? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I'm pretty sure once this is over, then we just move on to the midlife crisis. And that one sounds a lot scarier. But for now, let's focus on the quarter life. So if you're wondering right now, hmm, maybe this is how I'm feeling. Some signs of it are questioning to yourself, what am I doing? What are my goals? What do I enjoy doing? Who am I? What do I value? What do I enjoy doing? And not necessarily knowing the answer to any of those questions, which is totally fine. It's totally normal. I'm pretty sure life is meant for you to be able to work through finding those answers. That's the fun in it. But here's my thing. I think the reason for it is because our idea of fun changes so drastically, like kind of overnight and it hits you in the face and you start having this identity crisis because you're like, holy shit, I'm not the person that I once was like two years ago, but I don't know who I am yet. So like, what do I do and where do I go from here? If you think about high school, you're in high school for, I mean, I don't know how many years, 12 years. No, I don't know. I'm not sure the math. I don't even want to do it right now, but you're in high school for however many years and from like freshman year to senior year. Yeah. Your idea of fun changes like a little bit, but for the most part, you're kind of doing the same types of things. Like you're not 21 yet. And in that sense, your idea of fun is probably like video games or extra 
curriculars or I don't know, whatever sports team you're on or whatever it is. And then you go to college. And then my idea of fun in college was going out on Tuesdays for ladies nights, Thursday, Thursdays, Friday, Saturdays. And then, you know, sometimes you have like a darty on the weekend at one of the frat houses. So fun. And my idea of fun was basically like drinking until I couldn't remember all the details of my night. And it's so crazy to look back and think to myself that if I genuinely went out one night and I was not super drunk, then I would think that it wasn't as fun because in my mind, I correlated so much of fun with drinking and being drunk because that's what so many people around me were doing at the time. And that's what I enjoyed doing at the time. It was kind of new to me. I'd never really been out to bars before. You go from being in the Sigma Chi basement to being at Ray's on Main Street in Kent. And you're like, oh my God, unlimited Long Island iced teas. Like what now? Then you find yourself at, um, mom, I won't even mention the name of the bar, but you find yourself out and then you go to these post games at the frat houses or wherever else. And that just becomes the norm and it becomes the norm for like four years while you're in college. And if you're not in college, then it becomes the norm of like seeing other people do things that maybe like you're not really aligning with. And so I think whenever your idea of fun starts drifting away from what you know, everyone else that's your age is enjoying, you feel like so isolated and you feel lonely and you feel like you're the lame one and you feel boring. And then inevitably you feel guilty about it. So for the, for those four years in college, Um, That was pretty much like what I did. I mean, I went to Kent. It was a smaller college town and that's pretty much what there is. There's a lot of parties, you go out to bars, formals, date parties, all the things. And then every once in a while you have a nice wholesome activity like a philanthropy event or some type of on-campus event. But then you graduate and this is like the first time in our lives where a lot of us are starting to go different directions and we're starting to move at different paces because up until now we've all kind of been on the same trajectory it's like okay we're all looking forward to high school graduation like this is our one goal that a lot of us all have in common we're all moving together and then okay this is the first time that people start breaking off some people stay home some people don't go to school some people go to trade school some people go to college whatever it is and this is kind of like the first break off but if you go the college route then you're surrounded on this campus in like your own little mini world in your own reality of thousands of other people that are in the same stage of life as you to an extent right because there's some people that go to grad school or they graduate in five years versus four or two years versus four whatever but for the most part we're all working towards graduation and that's like our main goal collectively and then after graduation the next goal is to get a job And then once you get that job, it's kind of like, okay, (laughs) okay, what do we do now? Like, what's the next goal? Because there's not necessarily like an end goal because once you start getting, once you get your first job, it's like, okay, well now I just have to, our next goal is basically retirement, which, um, for most of us, that's not going to be until we're like, what, 65 years old. What even is the, what even is the average age of retirement? Let me Google that. Oh, okay. I was pretty close. The average age for retirement in the United States is 64. So basically, okay, you're about like 22, 23 years old. You're graduating college. You get your first job. And then you're like, oh my God, awesome. Now I have like 40 years and then I can retire. And that's like my next goal. And along the way, you have other goals that are like, you know, getting into a relationship or starting a family if that's something you're interested in or buying a house or, you know, there's like some of those personal goals along the way. But those personal goals all come at different times for different people. So like you're moving 
at a different speed than everyone. But the one thing that you all are moving in the same direction towards is retirement. It's like a really weird concept. And I think when you graduate college, it kind of hits you in the face because you're like, holy shit, we're just supposed to do this like for so long. And I've mentioned this before, but as you start getting into life and you get into routine and you get more comfortable with your career and you start having new values in your life, depending on where you're at, your idea of fun inevitably changes. There's a TikTok trend right now and it's basically like an audio with a long text over top of it. And it says, somewhere in between now and then, my bleached highlights turned into my natural brunette hair. My eyelash extensions turned into grande lash serum. <laughs> my late nights out turned into self-care nights in my bathtub. Ooh, that sounds kind of, that sounds kind of saucy. But you get what I'm saying. Like somewhere in between then and now, you changed and your values evolved and your idea of fun evolved. And like, there's not necessarily a definite day that it happens. I think it's just when you look at back at your life as a whole, you start to realize, wow, I'm just definitely not who I used to be anymore. And that's a weird feeling because now you have to navigate an entirely new chapter of your life and people around you are not necessarily navigating the same time as you. It's like a very obvious thing that when you get into a relationship, your idea of fun changes. For me, I was going out to the bars like pretty much every chance that I could get. I was going to happy hour or I was going out on the weekends or doing a day drink on Sundays when I first moved to Austin. And a lot of that was because I had this hope that like I was going to meet someone when I was out. And there's some excitement around that. I liked dressing up. I liked trying to like impress people, which looking back now, like that's kind of cheesy to say. It's cheesy to admit, but it's true. And Then when I got into a relationship, I was like, wait, if I take all of that away, do I genuinely like drinking vodka sodas with a splash of lime? Oh, no. Do I genuinely like a bunch of drunk people at Buford's bumping into me and spilling their drinks on me? No, I I don't enjoy that. So when I take away my agenda of like, trying to meet someone the actual act of going out just like wasn't as fun to me anymore and I think it's really easy to blame people that are in relationships on being boring or being lame now that they're in a relationship because you're like oh they don't go out with me as much and I'll tell you that I had that exact same viewpoint because when I first moved to Austin my best girlfriend Sarah and I we were like an un match duo we did everything together we had sleepovers literally every single night work nights of course and we would go out together all the time and then eventually she got a boyfriend and at the time I felt kind of like really hurt I don't even know if hurt is the right word I felt like she was pulling away from our friendship because every time I would try to invite her out she didn't want to come out And at the time I was like offended because it felt like she just didn't want to be my friend anymore. But I realize now that I'm on the complete other side of it, that it's not that she didn't want to be my friend. It's just that she didn't enjoy doing the same things that I enjoyed doing anymore. And yes, as like someone's friend, of course you make sacrifices or you make compromises to do things that you both enjoy. But when you don't enjoy doing the same things anymore, it's like one less thing for you guys to kind of relate about. And it's like that middle ground, you know? And so I think naturally when you get into a relationship and some of your other friends are still single or they're still going out and they're still doing things that like you once used to enjoy doing, maybe before you were single, you start to feel like the lame friend. You start to feel boring. You feel guilty. And inevitably you see some of your friendships 
start to change. And I think my outlook on that used to be like, oh, we outgrew each other. You know, when we don't have the same idea of fun anymore, one of us is moving along and the other one is like still stuck there. And I think saying outgrew each other is just a negative term in general, but I don't think that it's necessarily that you outgrew each other because you can still be really compatible as friends. It's just that like you kind of got to wait until you both align on that direction of life again. Because when I got into a relationship with Connor, I started understanding some of the ways that they felt. And then I ended up reconnecting with some of my friends that were in relationships. And I think that's a reason why you see a lot of people that are in relationships hang out with other people that are in relationships going on double dates and things is because their ideas of fun just align maybe more than the ideas of fun of like people who are single and they're trying to go out and meet people. But again, that kind of takes me back to finding the middle ground, whether it's like if you know that your friend doesn't like going out then maybe suggest doing something else with them that you know that they would enjoy doing and vice versa if I'm the friend that I know my friend wants to go out like I will go out every once in a while am I are you gonna see me out on West 6th Street every night like no definitely not but I enjoy hanging out with you so if that's how you enjoy spending your time then like I will do that with you First episode of March. March is Women's History Month and March 7th is International Women's Day. I'm so thankful for all the amazing women in my life that listen to this podcast and inspire and motivate me every single day. And I'm also grateful to be sponsored by Macy's. Throughout the month of March, Macy's will be continuing to support brighter futures for all and empowering new generations of female leaders. They'll continue their support for Girls Inc. and your donations online and in-store will help fund education and career readiness programming, inspiring all girls to be bold, smart, and strong. Shop female-owned brands and learn more at macy's.com forward slash purpose. Going back to this quarter-life crisis thing, I think we just get to a point where we're not really sure exactly when it changed, but we just look back and realize this just isn't fun to me anymore. And you start comparing yourself to who you were before and thinking that you were more fun before. You start to feel guilty. And maybe there's some comments that are thrown around like, oh, I miss you before. I miss who you used to be or you used to be so fun. Trust me, I got that a couple times. And it's kind of offensive because it's like, no, I am still fun, bitch. I'm still fun. We just don't have fun doing the same things. Like you want to come over and you want to have a little dinner party and you want to play board games. Like I can be fun. We can play charades. We can play karaoke. We can do whatever you want. But like, just because I don't want to dance on a table when I'm blacked out drunk again at Concrete Cowboy like I used to a year ago. Again, I think we're made to believe that fun is so closely correlated to drinking and going out. And so once that no longer really interests you in the same way, you start to feel like you're just off on your own. So for whatever reason that you're listening to this podcast, whether you are the friend and you feel like someone that you're really close to is starting to drift away and they're lame now because they're in a relationship, Just know that like eventually when you meet someone that you just love being around them so much and you just want to hang out with them and talk with them and try new things with them. Some of those things that you used to do just they're not they're not the same. They're not as enjoyable and you start to value different things. And if you feel like this friend is pulling away right now, that's not to say that you're not going to be friends in the future. It's not to say that you guys outgrew each other. You're just growing at different speeds. Or if you're listening to this podcast and you're maybe like me and you feel like the grandma, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm so lame. I just want to stay in every night. I just want to be by myself. I don't have the social battery anymore. I don't know. I'm exhausted just watching you guys go out. 
if you feel like that and you feel guilty, like you're just letting some of your friendships go because you don't enjoy doing what they do, but you still care about them. Like that's on you guys to find the middle ground, to keep the relationship going, to keep the friendship forming. And like, if it's not the right time, okay, then go your own separate ways and maybe you guys can come back together. But you shouldn't feel guilty or like you're not fun just because your idea is a little bit different than it used to be a year ago. Because the reality is our idea of fun is gonna change from the time that we're 25 to 30 to 40 to 50 to 60. Like if our idea of fun stayed the same forever, then what is the excitement in that? Life is supposed to be about trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone and finding your passions and hobbies. And if you only allow yourself to do the same thing that you think is fun for like the rest of your life, then you're just really limiting your potential. So if you are at that point in your life right now, how I have found what I actually enjoy doing for fun is just by trying to do something different every single week. And I know fun on weekdays, it kind of has this connotation or maybe this like idea or assumption that you're supposed to do something fun every single day. And like, yes, but I think your idea of fun is a different activity, like maybe once a week, every two weeks, or at least every every month. Like I went to a pole dancing class with my friend Hallie. I started playing pickleball more frequently. I started reading. Oh my God, who am I? I'm a literate queen. Okay. Never saw the day that I'd be reading for fun coming, but... I really enjoy it actually. And if you would have asked me two years ago or like in college, if I would enjoy reading, I it probably wouldn't have been even something that I'd be interested in or even want to try. Another turn of events, uh, I actually like cooking now. Oh my God, that is so weird of me to say. I used to hate cooking, but it's kind of fun now. Now that I'm not absolutely horrible at it and my meals don't taste like absolute shit or like super bland, it's kind of fun. And now I kind of feel like I have more fun cooking at home than I do going out to dinner. Again, another weird change of events. But anyways, our idea of fun is going to evolve the older we get and it's going to change at different speeds. So don't let people around you convince you that you're not fun because you are, you guys. (laughs) I'm fun. You're fun. We're all fun in our own ways. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that like little pep talk to get you out of a funk. I really truly think giving yourself time on weekdays throughout the week to explore yourself and find what you find enjoyment in is gonna help you kind of get through this hunch of being in a quarter life crisis. So on that note, I wanted to end this episode by giving you guys some personal life updates and recap my little trip to Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica, I don't know the words, but all I have to say about Jamaica is the sun there is significantly hotter. Oh my God. I fell asleep under a palm tree and the sun was going down and I didn't know this. So when I woke up, my, my foot was fully submerged in the sun and my foot was, it looked like a crab. And the next day it was so puffy. It was so painful. It was hard to walk on. It literally looked like Raven Simone in that episode where she eats the mushroom and her face blows up. That was my foot. So um, yeah, if you go to Aruba, make sure you put on lots of sunscreen basically every 30 minutes because I fried. But other than that, I wanted to give you a little rundown of where we went. So Connor and I don't necessarily do like gifts for each other. We write each other notes, gets me flowers, you know, like the sentimental sweet things, but we don't really buy each other like jewelry or Eh, every once in a while I'll buy him a pair of shorts or pants or something. But for Christmas and Valentine's Day this year, we said we just want quality time together where we're on a trip together, no distractions, no cell phones, 
no work. So we're like, perfect. Let's go to Maui. Where else could we go? That's so fun. I want to go to a luau. And so we had a plan. We had our flights booked. And three days before our trip, we kept refreshing and refreshing the weather app. Sure enough, the exact dates that we were supposed to be in Hawaii were supposed to be this like huge rainstorm. So we're like, shit, what do we do now? Like, I don't want to go to Maui and just be rained in all week. That would be such a waste of a trip. So we started thinking about alternatives and we're looking at like Belize, uh, mainly because there were some like decent flight options there. And then Cancun and Cabo, Tulum. We just wanted to go somewhere in the Caribbean that had really nice beaches and clear blue water. So we ended up landing on Aruba. Connor's been to Aruba before with his family, but I've never been there. I had no idea what to expect. And because we changed our flights, I'm not kidding you, either two or three days before we left, we had to book a super, super last minute hotel in Aruba as well. So we ended up booking our stay at the Barcelo. Um, the only room that was available was a double double. So there were two double beds and like, I don't know if you've seen Connor, but the guy is huge. And, uh, yeah, we were basically spooning all week. I was like kneeing him in the butt. I was stealing the covers. Like there was not a lot of space in the bed and we used the other bed for kind of a luggage rack. The room itself was clean. Um, the room service was great, very responsive, super nice and helpful. The rooms are not necessarily like updated or modern or anything. Um, and it was kind of small, but like we didn't even spend a lot of time in the room anyways. So for me, I didn't really care as long as it's clean and I'm not getting bed bugs. Like we're good. I'd say the room was probably like, I don't know, like a seven or an eight. Not the nicest, but clean. And the Barcelo is an all-inclusive resort. So we were kind of between the Barcelo and the Hyatt. And the Hyatt was going to be over $1,000 more expensive per person. And it was not all-inclusive. So the cost of food would have really, really added up. We decided to go the all-inclusive route because we liked the convenience of it. And I'll say this. I think with all-inclusive resorts, you kind of have to lower your standards a little bit because the food is not going to be a five-star restaurant. Like, that's just a given. As soon as we checked in, we met with, like, someone at the planning concierge. I'm not sure the correct terminology, but we met with someone to schedule two dinner reservations. That was one thing. We stayed there for four nights, five days, and they only allowed us to make two dinner reservations. So the other two nights, you can either eat at the buffet or you can try to walk into one of the restaurants, um, but there's no guarantee you're going to get in. And honestly, after eating the buffet for breakfast and lunch every single day for five days, we're like, kind of want a break. So the food at the Barcelo, I would say it was good. It was not great. I ate a lot of fruit. I ate a lot of chicken, like rotisserie chicken, um, ate a little bit of shrimp. I'd say the food was like, uh, like six and a half or a seven. No, I'd say it was like a seven. Okay. Nah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. It's just like, you know, after a couple of days, you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of want to indulge in something. And there wasn't really much, just kind of basic food. Anyway, so for those other two nights, we went off of the property, which I will say the Barcelo location was 10 out of 10, like really great walkable distance to the excursions, to different boats, restaurants, stores, all the things. So the first night um, we went to the Bohemian. Oh my God. Incredible food. Definitely a little bit more expensive. Obviously prices are always inflated whenever you're traveling in like tourist areas, but definitely worth it. And then the other place we went to was Gianni's, which I can't even tell you guys how many people DM'd me telling me that I have to go to Gianni's while I'm there. They have the best food ever. Um, You guys, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of disappointed. I got the chicken Alfredo 
And you know how sometimes Alfredo is like really creamy, really cheesy, like milky. Um, You definitely know it's going to upset your stomach. Well, this one was more of like a gel. It was kind of like gravy. I don't know. Like, you know how sometimes Alfredo is translucent almost? That was kind of the vibe of the pasta. The service wasn't great, but mainly because it was just absolutely packed. So Gianni's, I don't know. I don't think I would go back. I don't think I would. I'd say like six and a half, again, seven, like mediocre. But because it was only one of the two nights that we were eating off the property, I had higher expectations. Some people told me that I got to get the pasta in the cheese wheel. And if I get that, then I'd be really happy with it. So I don't know if you're going to Aruba and you're going to Gianni's, get it in the cheese wheel. The beach, one thing about the beach is you better get your ass down to the beach at 6 a.m. because you are not going to be sitting in a chair if you don't. The beach got pretty packed pretty fast and it was pretty crowded on the beach as well. One thing I was surprised about was the amount of people that were smoking cigars and vapes. And so because you're pretty close to everyone, it's kind of like this big cloud above you of just different scents, whether it's the tobacco or it's like that really sweet syrupy vape smell. Do you know what I'm talking about? But then you also have the breeze and the salty air. So yeah, a lot of different... um, aromic scents going around but the beach was really nice the location of it was super convenient you could walk either direction and you could go to like eduardo's where we went a couple times to get smoothie bowls everyone was hyping up the smoothie bowls and maybe i'm just a tough critic i don't know maybe i am just knocking it down but i think i've had some better ones in austin still really good we went there two times i wish that i would have gotten like the poke bowl or something but it was still good nine out of ten but not a ten not a ten a ten is like a That's hard to get. So I would say the vibe of the people at Barcelo was probably different because when we were there, it was winter break for K through 18 for kids that are in New York and New Jersey. So our hotel was kind of a melting pot of like 16 to 18 year old kids. There was actually this big group of guys that go to this private school and every year it's tradition to do a senior trip to Aruba and they go to Barcelo. And so we would like get into the elevator with some of the teenagers and they'd look at Connor and like kind of size him up. And then they'd like, they'd like get all tough and they'd try to act cool. And they'd try to talk about how they got so fucked up today. And it's just funny as you're walking around the property, like I remember myself being at that age and being like, this is so awesome. Like you have unlimited alcohol. And so you're just taking shots all day. And like, you look around and the guys are taking Snapchats together and Then it's weird because like right next to them is a family, a very wholesome family with like little kids. Um, They're running around and screaming and crying and splashing. And then you have like the older people that are definitely um, frequent visitors of Aruba. And they're like a bit of an older kind of sleepier crowd. So Connor and I... I mean, honestly, there were not many other people that were our age. I think there were like two other couples throughout the week that we saw that they went to one of the other entertainment nights. But we met this older couple one the second to last night that we were there and we went to the pirate show with them and we had a great time. Oh my gosh, they were so much fun. We talked to them and they actually have a daughter who I think is 25 or 26 and I never found out what her name is. Um... But yeah, I don't know if you happen to be listening to this and that was your mom, that would be the craziest coincidence ever. So I think the people and the vibe really contributed to our overall experience because in our minds, when we were going to Hawaii, it was going to be like a little bit more private and romantic, adventurous. 
and Aruba was not necessarily that. We didn't go in the pool like at all. The pool was always pretty crowded. So we just stayed out on the beach. Water's beautiful. Barcelo as a whole. Okay, I'm going to give you my completely honest review right now. I would say maybe a six and a half. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was it was average. And I think a lot of that is just the time of the year that we went, the people that were there. Um, and yeah, just the overall vibe. Like if you're looking for something that's more romantic, that's probably just not where I would suggest that you should go. I don't know where you should go because that's the only place I've ever been. But I had quite a few people saying, oh, I'm thinking about honeymooning here. Um, I don't. I don't think that that would be where I would honeymoon and on the topic of honeymoons and engagements and stuff when people were commenting like oh my god I I smell an engagement in the air I'm like I wish that you could see the environment of like what is around me because this is just not this is just not where I would want to be engaged like I wouldn't want there to be 16 year olds in the casino and like little kids running around with their floaties and stuff like it just wasn't very intimate um so I think it's a really great spot if you're looking for more of a party vibe or if you're looking for somewhere that's family friendly or for a bigger group, definitely not a bad place by any means. Um, I know a lot of people go there every year and they love it. They're obsessed with it. And that is so awesome. I don't mean to offend you by any means. I just want to give my honest, truthful review. It was good. It wasn't great. And that's okay because we spent so much time on the beach and doing other excursions that the hotel itself, we still had a 10 out of 10 trip. Cause that's the thing about vacation. It's what you make out of it. So if you have a shitty vacation, like that's on you probably. Some of the excursions that we did, we did the ATV tour. And I think that was like four hours long. They take you along the coast and you're going over all these rocks and bumps and sand and stuff. It was so much fun. You get very dirty and you stop at a bunch of little places along the way. Lots of photo ops, lots of really cool things like bridges and waterfalls and stuff. I loved, loved, loved doing that. I posted a picture on Instagram and I actually tagged the company that we did the ATV tour through. I loved the company because they donate 30% of their profits into their rescue animals. So when you first go to the property, they have like their own zoo and Honestly, it was probably the nicest, most friendly zoo I have ever been to. Like the animals genuinely, truly looked like they loved their lives there. They were so friendly and nice. They didn't look like they were miserable. Like no one was sleeping. They're all very active and they looked like they were cared for. So 30% of your profits from the ATV tour goes into the animals and rescuing animals. And I, I don't know. I just, I really loved that. And we had about 20 minutes before the ATV tour started to go and feed the animals and I had a great time. Really started off on a strong foot. Um, ATV tour highly recommend. I think that was probably the highlight of our trip. The other excursion that we did. Oh, and by the way, I think I want to say it was like a hundred and 40 or 150 a person. The other excursion that we did was a five hour brunch cruise. And it was on this giant sailboat. We got really, really lucky because our boat was not filled at all. I think there were like 12 of us total on the boat and the boat I'm pretty sure held up to 50 people. Um, so we went snorkeling out on the coast and then they had a little, uh, I don't, you know, we wouldn't call it like a zip line, but a little rope swing on it as well. They had paddle boards, they had kayaks, they had a bunch of different water things that you could do. And this was a much more relaxing day. The food was phenomenal. They cook you like little shrimp skewers, the mahi-mahi. Ah, 
Mahi Mahi reminds me so much of House Bunny, but it was so good. And I'm not a fish girl either, but it was super fresh, super fresh. And then also free drinks on the boat the entire day as well. And I'm pretty sure that was 130 a person. So loved both excursions. We did not book them in advance. Uh, We booked the ATV tour online the day before. And for the sailboat, we actually just walked right up to the tourist tent on the beach and booked that the day before as well. There were no upcharges for doing it um, last minute or anything. It ended up working out really well. And those two things, kind of being able to explore Aruba was really fun, really memorable. And we just had a really great time together. I'm so happy that we had some quality time. It's essential. I will say I did feel pretty guilty being there because I just hired Gabby and Megan not too long ago. And it was like, it was Hallie's second week when I was leaving. So there's just like this sense of, I don't know, I feel guilty when I'm on vacation and like they're at, they're back in Austin and I feel like I'm supposed to be with them every single day and guiding them and managing them. So just figuring out how to manage people through the phone is a little bit of a challenge for me trying to figure out, you know, how I can best support my people. But that's pretty much it. That's my update on Aruba. Highly recommend going to Aruba. Not sure if I highly recommend the Barcelo, uh, but only other update in my life that you guys haven't talked to me about yet is I have been on spironolactone for three and a half weeks now, and I might in the future have somebody come on and talk specifically about like hormonal acne and things like that. I'm just not qualified. (laughs) I'm not certified to talk about it at all, but just know I've been feeling a lot better in my skin lately and I'm just feeling really confident and I feel like I've kind of found my self back again. Like Jenna's back and I don't know, I'm just really excited for the year. So again, if you're listening to this episode and you are resonating with the quarter life crisis conversation, just know that like you are not alone by any means. And if you're listening to this episode and you want to go to Aruba, I hope this helped inspire your vacation plans. So that's all for this week. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday with my bestie girl, Lily. See you then. (laughs) 